What is up, everybody? I am Paul Hickey with NoOffSeason.com, host of the Sports Card Strategy Show. You can find information on the Sports Card Strategy Show at SportsCardStrategy.com. And I am here today welcoming you to the first ever episode of the Basketball Card Strategy Show. Yes, that's right. I am a basketball guy. A little bit about me. I used to work for the Detroit Pistons. I was in their marketing and PR department, and one of the reasons why I got that job straight out of college is because growing up as a little kid, I was a stats geek. I was a basketball card collector uh, since the time I was about seven or eight years old and um, collected all the sets from back in the day and uh, basically fell in love with the game of basketball, played basketball. Uh, all the way through high school and uh, in college decided I wanted to try and work in the NBA since I was never good enough to play in the NBA and uh, was able to basically geek my way into a job with the Detroit Pistons and essentially their sports information department, their PR department, writing about the team, following the stats, and uh, working with the media and the players. And so I was able to parlay that experience into starting a fantasy sports website and then uh, bringing us to where we are today, have turned that fantasy sports website into a sports card investing site at nooffseason.com. And the Basketball Card Strategy Show is one of our niche shows on the nooffseason.com content network. And this is episode one, where uh, we are focusing strictly on basketball card investing and today we're going to cover a number of topics. We're going to talk a little bit about some indicators that I've been observing that uh, I believe will bring some of the 1980s and early 1990s quote-unquote vintage cards um, a rise in value. We're going to talk about the top five basketball cards to buy heading into the NBA playoffs because now... The 2022 NBA playoffs are ready to kick off. As of the recording of this episode, the play-in tournament is locked in, and so we're about to have the play-in games, and we're going to talk a little bit about the revised top five basketball players to buy um, at nooffseason.com. We're going to talk a little bit also about some Zion Williamson potential investments heading into the 2022-23 NBA season. Uh, we're going to talk about why I believe Darius Garland is the next Steph Curry. That is a obviously a hot take, but it's one that I feel really, really good about. Um, and then the best way to invest, I think, in the 2021-22 rookie class. So we'll talk about all those things. And uh, first, I want to thank, obviously, a couple of our partners. Uh, MarketMoversApp.com by Sports Card Investor. You can go there and Get your first month for only $1 by using the promo code NOOFFSEASON. And of course, I'd love it if you check out our sports card investment report at NOOFFSEASON.com and you can save 20% on that report by using the promo code NOOFFSEASON at checkout. Uh, the report at NoOffSeason.com essentially does all of the research for you and tells you which cards to buy as well as ranks the players to buy from all sports against each other, uh, which is pretty cool. I think we're the only one that does that, to my knowledge. And um, let's jump into uh, the Basketball Card Strategy Show. 
So the first thing I want to cover, like I said, is the uh, indicators that I believe the 1980s and 19 early 1990s superstars are going to be uh, rising in value over the next year and steadily over the next five years. So there's some cultural indicators that I see happening here that's going to drive interest in some players from the 80s and early 90s. Um, and then on top of those cultural indicators, I think that there are going to be some things that the NBA does to kind of facilitate this and that the NBA has actually been working on um, quite publicly for the last couple of years. So number one is a show called Winning Time on HBO. It, it follows the rise of the Los Angeles Lakers dynasty starting in the late 1970s. It obviously focuses on uh, my favorite player of all time, Irvin Magic Johnson, but it also has guys like Kareem, Pat Riley, Michael Cooper. It's got a superstar acting cast, so you've got John C. Riley, Jason Segal, Adrian Brody. You've even got Sally Field in there. And so um, I think that basically it's a, a compelling enough series that's going to transcend sports and it's going to bring um, a lot of just basic TV watchers that are looking for something really, really good to watch into the fold. I think it's kind of a um, Ted Lasso, maybe even Game of Thrones type cultural uh, experience that will uh, transcend just the sports audience. And I think that because of that, you're going to see a lot of fringe people that don't necessarily collect sports cards or invest in sports cards start to get involved in some of the uh, Lakers superstars and maybe even you know guys that are on the fringe of the Lakers dynasty like the rivals, the Celtics with Larry Bird and Kevin McHale and some of those players. And I think you could even see a trickle over effect into some cards for guys like Charles Barkley, Akeem Olajuwon and such uh, in that mix. Uh, maybe even the Detroit Pistons, uh, obviously a franchise near and dear to my heart uh, with Isaiah Thomas and Joe Dumars, Bill Lambeer, uh, John Sally, Dennis Rodman, of course, is a, is a character that, you know, who knows, maybe we will see in later seasons of that show. But I think that that show will be on for quite some time. It's a compelling story. Uh, true story and uh, done very, very well on HBO. So I think that that's one cultural indicator. Another cultural indicator that you're about to see soon on Apple TV is uh, a documentary, a four-part docu-series called They Call Me Magic. And if you watch the trailer um, on YouTube, you'll see that it's a, uh, you know, magic's story um, as a, as a, spinoff of the Lakers story is just as compelling as the Lakers story. You know, Magic, um, his family and his story of uh, business and how he uh, played on the dream team with HIV, how he's essentially beaten HIV, um, you know, that that's going to end up being a story that I think is going to garner um, the last dance type of awareness. So, the Last Dance was obviously something that helped the card value of, of the Bulls, the 1990s Bulls team. And I think that you're going to see uh, They Call Me Magic do a similar thing for Magic Johnson cards if you're buying the right cards, of course. Uh, so a lot of the, you know, a lot of the NBA hoops, early 90s cards, not necessarily. But if you're looking at the 1980s tops or Fleer Magic cards, anything autographed and, and PSA DNA certified, 
um, by Magic. I think those things are going to go up in value. Now would be a great time to buy. Um, okay, now taking a step away from just specifically Magic and the Lakers, I think that um, a new podcast on The Ringer uh, called The Icons Club by Jackie McMullen uh, is going to also do some positive things to the card value of vintage basketball and potentially even the you know the 80s and early 90s but definitely like vintage guys uh, like Bill Russell Wilt Chamberlain uh, obviously she can't talk to Wilt Chamberlain on the show because he's passed away but you've got guys like Bill Russell Dr. J Michael Jordan even um, even current guys like Steph Curry to talk about on that show and I think um, I'm not going to get into that show specifically, but basically it's, it's its goal is to introduce the current generation of NBA fans to the legendary players, give them access to their stories. And I think it's also at the same time going to remind people like myself, age 40 and above, uh, of their favorite players and drive interest in, I think, Google and eBay searches for their cards. Um, so I think that you're going to have like a newer... Uh, audience for those cards in the younger generation and then I think you're going to have a renewed interest in cards of the legends people mentioned in the icons club podcast um you know when in the uh in my age age demographic 40 and above another just kind of hot take for me reasons why I think that even guys like you know Kevin Garnett and Ray Allen and Allen Iverson um Tracy McGrady if you want to go that deep um could see a rise in their card value. Early 90s guys, uh, Shaquille O'Neal, I think, could be a, a huge beneficiary of what I'm about to, you know, tell you. Uh, and this is this comes from me being close to the NBA business uh, side of things for, you know, seven or eight years. Um, I think that the NBA, you know, they've done some things already with, like, the 75th anniversary team, all 75 team highlighting that. I think they're going to continue to highlight that. But I think one thing that you're going to see happen in front of the younger generation of NBA fans is sort of a rebranding of the NBA All-Star Game and All-Star Weekend. Um, I think that one thing they're going to do is this is just a total uh, theory of mine and a hunch. I don't have any inside sources. But my gut feeling is that they're going to lose the Team LeBron versus Team Giannis or the Team Steph uh, versus team, you know, Embiid or whatever, they're, they're going to stop doing that. Um, because I think a few reasons, um, first of all, you know, we're about to be in the post LeBron era at some point over the next three to five years. Um, and it's becoming increasingly clear that there are no clear number one or number two best players in the league. And you've even got, you know, a lot of other podcasts out there talking about how, there are about 15 or 20 guys that are basically in the top five, right? So there's like, there's no real top five, no real top 10. So there's not, there's definitely not a top one or a top two. So I just don't think that the NBA is going to be able to have like, you know, team Giannis versus team Steph, right? So, you know, I think you, you'll got, you'll have other guys like, you know, whether it's Luca or whether it's Devin Booker, you know, just kind of be like, well, what about me? And then you'll have, you know, Darius Garland eventually be like, well, what about me? You know, stuff like that. So I think what you're about to see is um, things like Team Magic versus Team Larry, right? Or Team Michael versus Team Charles. I think you could even see like Team Dirk versus Team Garnett uh, or Team Wade versus Team Shaq. You know, I think you'll start to see those things. And um, because of that, 
you'll have a renewed interest in those players. You'll have more, more media coverage around those personalities. Um, you know, it would even be cool if you see like a team Isaiah um, versus, I don't know, team Clyde Drexler or something like that. I think that that is going to do the same things that I've been talking about with these shows. It's going to introduce the new generation of fans to these to these icons, and it's also going to renew the interest in the older fans like myself and people older than me in, uh, you know, their favorite guys uh, and get them back into following the NBA. So I think you're less likely to see like a Team Luca versus Team LaMelo, and I actually think you're more likely to see, like I said, something like a Team Dominique versus Team Dr. J or something like that. Because you've had guys like Dr. J and Kenny Smith judging the slam dunk contest. I think the next logical thing is to allow them to be the captains of the all-star teams and pick the players. I think, you know, guys like Kevin Durant and James Harden, those guys, they don't have interest in, you know, selecting the all-stars. And I mean, it's just kind of awkward in my opinion. Uh, let me know what you think in the comments or shoot me a, uh, a note uh, to my email, paul at nooffseason.com. I'd love to hear from you. But, um, you know, I think that these indicators are are all pretty strong indicators that uh, could rise the interest of, uh, you know, that era of basketball cards. I think it it's no one thing that's going to do it. But I think that this combination of factors uh, combined with the fact that it's just harder and harder to predict who is going to win games and who is going to uh, win win the championship to then see a large spike in card value uh, across the board to uh, to make money on sports card investing, I think that you'll see um, people go back to vintage. So um, speaking of, you know, how to make money investing in sports cards, basketball cards specifically, uh, what drives card price is none other than winning playoff games and not only winning playoff games, but dropping 40, 50 points in a playoff game. And so um, we are in the process of re-ranking our sports card investment report at nooffseason.com. And it's going to be focused around basketball. So no better place to bring this content than the basketball card strategy show episode one here. So uh, as we're recording this, you know, we have the play in tournament locked in. So we don't know who the top eight seeds are in each conference, but we do know the top 10. And so what I'm doing right now is I'm advising sports card investors and basketball card investors to essentially um, ignore some of the guys that are on the sports card investment report that are in the play-in right now and let the play-in play out before you actually buy more of their cards if you already own them. If you own them, uh, I would say hold and you know guys like Trey Young, LaMelo Ball, Darius Garland, uh, Kyrie Irving, Kevin Durant, uh, you know, I think DeJounte Murray, Anthony Edwards, guys like that that are in the play-in I would encourage you to hold them and not buy more of them. I think that um, it's just too risky to essentially buy right now, uh, being that it's April, not knowing if these guys are going to have a chance to essentially do the one thing that you need to do to see a huge spike in card prices uh, over the next couple months, which is essentially make it as far as you possibly can in the NBA playoffs and uh, on the big stage put up huge games. So I think there's a 
there's players to target, there's cards to target, and then there's things that you need to be prepared for, essentially, as a sports card investor to actually flip and make money this time of year. So we're going to talk about, from a flipping standpoint, uh, who are the top five guys to buy right now. And and number one on our list is still going to be Steph Curry. So Steph Curry has been number one on the Sports Card Investment Report since we launched it back in January of 2022. And uh, he's still number one here in April. And the reason he's been number one and is going to still be number one is because Golden State Warriors have locked up the three seed in the first round of the Western Conference playoffs. So he will be facing Nikola Jokic and he should... Uh, have a healthy uh, Golden State Warriors team, hopefully including himself with his ankle injury. But I think Steph, Draymond, Clay, and of course uh, guys like Kuminga coming off the bench uh, should be very, very hard to beat in the playoffs. Uh, I think that they should get by the Denver Nuggets, and then you know you'll see them against probably the uh, the Phoenix Suns in the second round, which is going to be crazy to think that that could have been the Western Conference uh, finals and it's going to be the second round. But um, Steph has just as good chance as anyone to win an NBA title this year. And because of the fact that he's been injured and off the radar and the Warriors have been so putrid since the All-Star break, uh, it's a buy low moment for Steph Curry right now. So we're going to take you over to Market Movers data here. And, and I just, you know, I, I did some research on a lot of Steph cards, but for the sake of time, I'm going to look at this particular one, his 2009 Upper Deck Base PSA 10. And you can see the trend line here on the PSA 10 is that it's gone down considerably in pricing, uh, sent, you know, in the month of March and considerably since the uh, the month of January, where back in January, this card, according to the Sports Card Investment Report, um, was uh, over $1,000, and now it's down to uh, seven eighty six fifty eight dollars uh, in an auction just last week on April 8th. So um, it's a good time to buy Steph Curry cards. I would, I would encourage you to, you know, realize that you should go higher rather than lower, uh, get some more high end cards and, and you can check out the sports card investment report at nooffseason.com. You can upgrade to our premium package to see all the cards to buy. And of course, um, save 20% doing that by using the promo code, no off season, all lowercase at checkout. Um, buying the right cards is super important because even, you know, if Steph doesn't win, um, he still is, very, very likely to be a top five player of all time. He still is very likely to have some significant career moments. Um, I call them indicators. Uh, essentially, indicators uh, are, are markers. Indicators and markers are times when you know he might uh, reach a, a significant career career milestone, a significant individual performance, um, retire, make the Hall of Fame, all of that stuff. So Steph Curry is definitely. Um, uh, number one on our list. Number two on our list is Giannis Antetokounmpo. Giannis is only 26 years old and has some uh, really, really uh, reasonably priced rookie autos and reasonably priced beautiful non-rookie autos as well. And I'm not going to get into all of the cards, but I'm going to give you a couple examples of where I think Giannis is a great buy. He's number two on our sports card investment report at nooffseason.com. Again, upgrade to see all the cards to buy. 
uh, upgrade to the premium membership there at nooffseason.com and uh, save save 20% using the promo code nooffseason, all lowercase. But let's just take a look at Giannis's 2013 Prism Auto PSA 10. I mean, this thing was going for 12 grand back in... Uh, you know, preseason NBA time. And now it's uh, less than 7,500 uh, as of March 30th in PSA 10. That is an extremely reasonable high-end Giannis card to buy right now, knowing that the Bucks, like the Warriors, are the three seeds. So they, they have no easy road to the NBA Finals, but they are the defending champion. They face a Chicago Bulls team in the first round that they should beat. And then they are likely to play... Um, you know, the Miami Heat potentially in the second round, a team who I think they match up well against. The Heat are going to be tough to beat, but I mean, every other team that they could play, the Sixers, the Celtics, the Nets, are just as hard as the Heat. So I think uh, the, the East Eastern Conference is completely wide open, and my money's on the Bucks. My money's on Giannis, and Giannis is number two on my list. Uh, another great Giannis card to invest in. Um, by the time that you listen to this show, this card could be gone, but it's from the Slab Stocks uh, daily newsletter. Uh, I like to check out the Slab Stocks daily newsletter because they have some great links to eBay auctions that are actually reasonably priced high-end cards. They also have a budget corner, which I like, but I look I like to look at the high-end stuff just to make sure I'm not missing anything. And, you know, this Giannis card has 15 hours left. It's probably going to go for less than $7,500. It is a Rookie Auto um, BGS 9 Panini uh, Court Kings and uh, BGS 9 card uh, 10 Auto. So solid card there. Number three on the list, Devin Booker. Uh, this, you know, <laughs> there's no, you know, real science to this other than the fact that the Suns are dominating. They have dominated this year. There's no reason to think that they won't win the NBA championship either. I know I talked about Steph Curry, but, um, you know, and there can only be one winner. But, um, you know, Devin Booker is a great player to put your money on if you're not going to put your money on Steph. He's number three on our sports card investment report. And I think that he's one of the few players that you could actually mess around with some low-end stuff and make a lot of money because a lot of his low-end stuff uh, is, is dirt cheap. But even his high-end stuff is very reasonable. Um, I really, really like Devin Booker. And I think that, um, you know, a Devin Booker, you know, Prism Silver PSA 10 uh, is is reasonably priced right now. I think that you know Devin Booker autos are reasonably priced right now. I think everything Devin Booker is uh, is worth investing in. But again, uh, to get all of my insights, check out nooffseason.com. Devin Booker's number three. Um, number four, we're moving him up. We're moving him up. Uh, it's time to move up, Luca. Luca uh, has been. Um, outranked by guys like Darius Garland uh, in our sports card investment report, and and, and by Lamelo Ball, I think, but but um, and Trey Young, but because you know I said what I said earlier about just kind of holding off on acquiring more Garland, more Trey Young, and more Lamelo Ball right now. I do love those guys for the long term, but I think Luca has some amazing uh, rookie autos that are available right now. You know, according to the sports card investment report, you can get Luca. Uh, contenders rookie autos in BGS 95, uh, likely for under 10K, maybe even 7,500. Um, I mean, I'd go after some serious high end Luca stuff if I were you right now because I think, like, 
you know, he's already had his moments in uh, sports card investing and he's come down in terms of his base PSA 10 stuff. But um, he's on the precipice of being like a fixture in the, I think, Western Conference uh, deep into the Western Conference playoffs, quarterfinals, semifinals, Western Conference finals. I see him being like no worse than like the Carl Malone and and at best like the Akeem Olajuwon where he ends up winning a couple titles by himself essentially in Dallas with, with a, a decent but not superstar supporting cast. And I think that does a huge amount to his projected card value. So I love Luka at number four. And then number five, this is a tough decision for me. I have not traditionally been a Jason Tatum guy, but I think it is time to acknowledge the fact with the Celtics sewing up the number two seed in the East, that it is time to safely put your money into Jason Tatum cards. Um, basically, I don't even... It, the thing that I like about Tatum is I don't even think it takes the Celtics winning a series for his cards to rise in value. I think that um, that Jason Tatum is a guy that... Uh, will put up 50, like guaranteed in a playoff game. And the Celtics, you know, they might lose to the Nets or the Cavs, honestly, in the first round. Um, I would not be surprised if they lose in the first round, but I think it's going to be a six or seven game series. And I think in one or more of those Celtics wins and even losses, Jason Tatum uh, can put up 40 or 50 points. He could average 35 or 40 points easily in a playoff series. And I think that would make his card value go nuts. So Jason Tatum cards to buy, check him out at nooffseason.com, but definitely look for more of his high end stuff, his rare stuff. I think that you can find some Jason Tatum, um, you know, like this card, potentially a uh, Jersey auto patch national treasures. Um, this is a rookie patch auto true gem from BGS uh, on card auto out of 99. And it's um, under 12 hours, uh, under 13 hours from now, rather it might be gone by the time I might buy this by the time you actually listen to this show. This is a card that's in my wheelhouse potentially. Um, I'm not a huge Jason Tatum guy, though, so I'd rather put my money into Giannis. But um, in terms of just trying to flip something, I mean, th- I could see this card doubling, tripling in value easily after a Tatum uh, breakout performance in the playoffs. So he's jumping John Morant, which is interesting. You know, Memphis is the two seed in the West, and I've loved Memphis. I've loved Ja. I've had him in my top five at nooffseason.com all season. Um, I, I I think, though, Ja is in, you know, he's a step ahead definitely of Trey, LaMelo, Garland, and, um, you know, the play-in group. But I think that uh, the reason why... I just don't think Ja necessarily is a buy right now is because ooh, I just would like to see what Memphis does in the playoffs. I think that um, the narrative, I'm concerned with the narrative. The narrative could be that if, if Memphis loses in the first round, they're going to face either the Timberwolves or the Clippers. And they could face the Clippers who have Paul George back and may have Kawhi back. And I'm concerned that the narrative could be that this season is a failure for Memphis. I don't know that the card investing community follows the details of the NBA. And so because of that, I think that there could be a dip in Jaws value this offseason. And that could be a better time to buy Jaw. And that's literally the only reason why Jaw is not in my top five right now. But he's very, very, 
very close. And so I did want to acknowledge that. All right, so next thing I want to talk about is Zion. Um, Zion Williamson obviously has not played a game, did not play a game in the 2021-2022 uh, regular season. Um, you know, there there's a small chance that he could make a playoff appearance if somehow New Orleans makes it in as the eight seed. And... That would be interesting to see if, you know, see him play against the Phoenix Suns at all in that series. But even if he doesn't, the fact of the matter is that when he does come back, he is going to be someone whose card value immediately spikes and likely continues to climb because I just don't see a world, and this is another hot take, where Zion doesn't play ever again. You know, I, I just don't see like this uh, apocalyptic world for Zion. I see where he comes back and is a top 10 player in the NBA, like throughout his career. And even if he only plays, you know, five or six seasons, I see him as being like an all NBA guy. I think it's more likely that he plays five or six seasons as an all NBA guy than he either, you know, plays 10 seasons as an average guy or is just injury plagued throughout his career and is more of a Greg Oden. So I actually um, am okay with you guys putting your money into Zion. Um, I wouldn't buy any of his base stuff. What I'm actually targeting, what I'm encouraging you to target with Zion is like in the 5k to $7,500 range, there are some banger cards that under normal circumstances would be like 15, you know, 15,000, 25,000, $35,000 cards. But because Zion is where he is right now, they're, I believe, underpriced. And there's really no way to, to tell this because he is where he is right now. Like, we don't know. We don't know what these cards would be if he was healthy. But I can assume they would be much, much higher. Um, you've got like a um, rookie ticket auto... PSA 8, um, Contenders Green Shimmer, which is a flagship card. I mean, it's a card everybody would want if Zion were healthy and averaging like 30 a game like he was last year. Um, this is $6,500 buy it now. There's interest in it. There's nine watchers, so it's not just me. Um, another card is uh, the, you know, the classic Panini Contenders Optic auto but this happens to be a red wave and it's priced at uh basically seven thousand or best offer which i believe because it's obo that you could get this for around five thousand that's just my hypothesis so if that's in your wheelhouse i would consider making an offer on this card i think this is a card that like immediately could be 15 grand uh when zion comes back and starts playing again starts playing well just the hype of him coming back could go up 20%. Another one that's already slabbed, uh, BGS 9510, is a Panini Prism Rookie Auto Silver. So this isn't as high end of a card as the Contenders Optic uh, short prints that I just talked about. But because it's a um, basically the flagship Prism brand and it's a silver auto and it's gem mint, 
Um, it's a great buy. I mean, less than $7,000 for this, I think, is a steal. And I think that you could see this double very easily next season. Um, now, I don't normally do college autos, but this one this one caught my eye. Um, it's it's 7000 or best offer, and it's a... And it's a dual auto, Anthony Edwards and Zion, and it's numbered to 10. And it's a BGS 9. So it's it's gem, it's it's mint, but it's not gem mint. Um, because it's two back-to-back number one overall picks, um, I think it's pretty sweet. And uh, it's, you know, sticker autos make it not as desirable. So I'd be careful overpaying for this one. But I do think it's a rare card that years from now could be something that someone pays quite a bit for. Um, it's it's seven thousand or best offer. I, I think this one is maybe a five thousand dollar card. So if you could get it for that, if you could make an offer for that and, and negotiate, um, I think it's a great play. Another silver auto for seven thousand uh, BGS a prism silver. Auto uh, BGS nine five ten, so a couple of those. Here's a National Treasures rookie patch auto out of twenty five. To think that this is like, you know, you could get it for less than seventy five hundred if you place a bit. Now, if there's six days left in this auction, so this is something that you know you all will have a chance to get because this show is going to come out shortly after this recording. The buy it now price is under twelve thousand. Um. I so it's not going to go for over twelve thousand. So to, the fact that you could bid on this and get it for maybe eighty five hundred, and it's an NT patch auto out of twenty five Zion, and you can still have it graded. I think there's a lot of room for this card to have profit margin. Would love your thoughts on all of this. Um, if you're watching on YouTube, leave a comment. If you're listening on Apple or Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts. Join the Facebook group by going to sportscardstrategy.com and click the link to join the Facebook group. And let me know what you thought about this content. Of course, you can leave an, a review on Apple as well. Um, here's another one. This is uh, approximately $7,500 US listed because I'm in Europe at uh, an Australian dollars at, at 10,000, but it's approximately uh, 7,500 US or you can make an offer. So again, I think this could be a, this could be a steal. This could be maybe a $6,500 card. Um, it's numbered out of 75 contenders rookie playoff ticket numbered uh like i said out of 75 but it's a true gem bgs 9510 um so centering 95 edges 95 surface 95 corners 9 so it's not likely to cross over to psa as a 10 or to sgc as a 10 so i would keep it as is but i do think that this is one that could be uh it could double in price i mean i know i keep saying that uh, without any real data to prove it. But I do think that when you're looking at a player like Zion, I do think now could be the time to invest in some of his high-end cards just because um, he's a guy that is just going to have so much, so many more rumors and speculation about him. Like, uh, 
where he could end up in the future if he goes to a bigger market, if he, everyone thinks he's going to go to New York. I mean, there's just so many markers and indicators, and even the littlest thing is going to move the needle on him. And I think that's what you got to look. You got to look at that as a sports card investor and as a basketball card investor specifically. Um, you got to look at like. Like, again, a Jason Tatum, all it takes is, like, a 50-point game. And I know he's more than capable of doing it. Like, he's going to do it. Um, All it takes is Zion, like, getting back on the court in an NBA game, you know, Um, and not getting re-injured, which is, like, actually pretty good odds that that happens at some point in the next, like, year. So Zion, um, you know, Zion cards, I think, are are great. And um, I am going to segue over to another guy that... I, you know, another hot take, um, a guy that I think uh, now is probably the only time to hold off on buying his cards. Uh, well, let me rephrase that. I don't think there's ever a bad time to buy this guy's cards because I think he's only going up and up. And I think that there's a good chance that he gets into the playoffs as the seven or eight seed, and that is Darius Garland. And the reason why I think Darius Garland is the next Steph Curry is because Steph Curry thinks Darius Garland is the next Steph Curry. And that's actually saying a lot. Steph Curry did, uh, in so many words, say that to some of the media members, um, last off season, I believe. And Darius Garland has broken out. He was an all-star this year. He's played through injury. He's got a Steph Curry type game, true point guard that can score. He's putting up double digit assists consistently, low turnovers. He's in a sneaky market there in Cleveland with Jared Allen, Evan Mobley. Uh, they got an all-star trio already right there. Uh, future all-star trio very, very easily. And then, um, you know, a a really strong bench and supporting cast that if that team can stay healthy, they are far better than a play-in team in the future. I think they're a favorite to win the East over the next several years. So I know that's a hot take, but Darius Garland is, you know, go get Darius Garland cards. Now, the tricky part about investing in Darius Garland is um, he did not have uh, Panini. He does not have Panini autos. So to get like a true high-end Darius Garland card, you're looking at getting an Upper Deck Goodwin Champions rookie auto or an Upper Deck Goodwin Champions auto Um, or like an insert. And he's not on many inserts. So like rookie inserts, uh, he's got an On the Horizon rookie insert, which is a Panini Rewards only. He's got this Goodwin Champions um, uh, rookie auto. He's got a bunch of Goodwin Champions Upper Deck autos. So you got to find, you got to, you got to really dig deep. Uh, that's part of what makes Darius Garland a good investment though. And we do, we do a nice job at nooffseason.com uh, digging into Darius Garland uh, high-end cards, because like I said, there's just, it's, it's harder to find. Um, so like, again, an SGC 1010, uh, there's, there's some PSA 10s. Here's an HGC 10 of that card. Um, and again, it's very affordable. They're all under $1,500. Um, this one here is even under, uh, under $900, um, for this, for this SGC 1010. So I think that, um, Garland is a great investment right now. Low pop, uh, on, on all of his cards. I would avoid any of his base stuff. I'd go only high end, um, and I'd get him, you know, he's a guy that like you can corner the market on pretty easily. So like, here's a $750 BGS 9510 Darius Garland, uh, Goodwin champions, rookie auto. So there's just not many of them. Like you can literally spend less than $3,000 and almost buy all of the gem mint Darius Garland 
rookie autos. Here's some raw for 350, different variations. Some of them say 2020, some of them say 2019. Uh, everyone's going to try to sell you on the fact that it was his rookie auto, and that's fine. Um, this Darius Garland autos are just not easy to find. Um, you can get them, obviously, for a low price, but um, so that's kind of the tricky part slash opportunity. There's some potential arbitrage with the guy that I'm calling the next Steph Curry. Let me know if you think I'm crazy in the comments below, or like I said, join the Facebook group to comment on Darius Garland uh, by going to sportscardstrategy.com and then click the link to join the Facebook group. Um, so I'm going to leave you with a parting shot on episode one of the basketball card strategy show. Uh, the best way to invest in the 2021-22 rookie class. I'm I'm extra, I've been I'm on the record. If you check out uh, the YouTube channel at nooffseason.com, excuse me at um. Yeah, nooffseason.com or uh, the YouTube channel direct link is youtube.com slash Paul Hickey. Uh, the channel is called Sports Card Strategy. And I'm on record over and over and over again in like almost every episode of every show as uh, how high I am on the 2021-22 rookie class. And um, I think right now the best way to invest is to buy sealed wax because the class is so strong. And the singles are so expensive. So buying sealed wax, I think, is the most prudent play because you can get like the contenders, uh, contenders hobby boxes for less than seven hundred dollars, and um, you know you got a good chance of getting some rookie ticket autos in there. Um, Panini Origins singles, I think, are underpriced. So if you got a favorite guy, check out their Panini Origins singles. Uh, I think some of the Don Russ stuff might be overpriced because Prism isn't out yet and T isn't out yet. And Mac, you know, there's all the high end releases. The only real high end release that's out um, is uh, Contenders, but uh, you've got Don Russ Elite has some nice stuff with the Pen Pals. Um, Hoops has come down a little bit on their. Uh, rookie autos so you know you can buy singles of your favorite guys um, but I do think that the best way to invest is to buy like boxes of of Panini contenders uh, in the pro uniforms I think it's super weird that prism draft picks came out the same week as contenders uh, in pro uniforms Uh, I would avoid the prism draft pick stuff right now uh, because you know just wait until regular prism comes out but i do think um, that class is worth investing in big time and the way that i would do it this year is to buy the wax and then next year when the prices of the singles uh have sort of leveled out i think taking a look at you know who the best short-term prospects are to make it deep into the playoffs um invest in their singles so uh and then More on the basketball card strategy show coming up in future episodes. We're going to talk about uh, some of the things that Commissioner Adam Silver is going to do to increase the interest level in star players playing in regular season games that actually mean something and what that will do to the basketball card market. And I believe it will do positive things. So we're going to dig into that in future episodes. Uh, Thanks for checking out episode one of the Basketball Card Strategy Show. I'm Paul Hickey with NoOffSeason.com. Really, really excited to be bringing you this niche content on NoOffSeason.com, Sports Card Content Network. Everybody, uh, check us out on Instagram at Sports Card Strategy. 
on YouTube at youtube.com slash Paul Hickey. On the Facebook group, go to sportscardstrategy.com and click on the link to join the Facebook group. And please support me and the rest of the team by going to nooffseason.com and checking out all of our sports card rankings for all sports as well as the top 100 sports card investment report. Thanks, everybody, and have a great day.